Hey everyone, and welcome to The Daily Word. I'm, I'm so glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're gonna to go into the Gospel of Matthew, chapter nine. And what I'd like to do is actually read this, this whole section uh, for you today, and, and then let's talk about it for a bit. Uh, so hang with me, I'm gonna read several verses here, uh, actually verses one through eight. Jesus climbed into a boat and went back across the lake to his own town. Some people brought to him a paralyzed man on a mat. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, Be encouraged, my child. Your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law said to themselves, That's blasphemy. Does he think he's God? Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you have such evil thoughts in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or... Stand up and walk. So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. And Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up and went home. Fear swept through the crowd as they saw this happen. And they praised God for giving humans such authority. Now, the, the part of this that I, I'd like for us to focus in on is uh, this question, does he think he's God? And answer, yes. <laughs> uh, it, isn't it interesting that when you, you see pushback from the secular culture uh, against religion, let's get religion out of the public square, uh, let's minimize religion, let's not allow religion to have influence, that that almost exclusively, the, the religion that they have in mind is the Christian faith. And that when uh, there is a demand that religious words not be spoken, that the most frequent word demanded to not be spoken is the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, there are even contexts where uh, folks are invited to pray, especially pastors, where uh, they're asked, to do sort of a general theistic prayer and not to pray in the name of Jesus, which, by the way, I think is essential that we always pray in the name of Jesus, right? Whether it's public or, or not. And so there is this resistance to Jesus. And yet, the, the, other, the other side of this is very interesting is that there are very few people who are willing to say anything especially negative about Jesus. He, he's just not the sort of, of person that, um, that it, it feels right to speak against. And so people are hesitant to do that. And, and the preference then is to either, and some people who just really aren't serious students of history, um, who would just say, well, he never existed. And honestly, no, no genuine historian would, would ever say this, right? There is way too much evidence for the existence of Jesus Christ, an actual human being, right? But what most people do is that they will, they will say something like, um, you know, I, I don't believe in Jesus as uh, Savior, but I think he's a really good teacher. I, I don't believe that Jesus is God, but he was such a, a good moral teacher and he, he's had such a good 
influence, right? He's, he's such an honorable, good, humble person, but not God, not raised from the dead, not the Messiah. But you see, Jesus actually um, puts us into a very difficult situation if, if that's our intention to minimize his authority, to essentially make him someone that you could, you know, you could kind of take bits and pieces and say, oh, boy, that's a good teaching. I'll hang on to that one. I'm going to put that on my wall or I'll, I'll say, yeah, okay, I agree to that one. Um, Jesus makes it really hard to do that, honestly, because there are a number of verses that we find in the scriptures where he just straight up says that he is God. And then there are others that, that where he is clearly claiming divinity, but in a, in, a, in a more subtle way. And certainly that's the case here, that he is clearly making a claim to divinity, but he's doing so by declaring that this man is forgiven. And he knows precisely what he's doing. The friends did not bring the man there for him to be forgiven. But Jesus shows us, number one, that that's his most pressing need. And number two, that Jesus has the authority to do it. His most pressing need, as all of ours is, is to be forgiven. Um, but then, to prove his authority, he's not only going to declare his forgiveness, he's going to show that he has the power and the authority to do it by telling the man, get up and go on home. And he does. And he does. And so Jesus really puts us in the situation, and I don't know anybody that, who has uh, described it better than C.S. Lewis. This is really the situation that, that Jesus uh, pushes us into, and for good reason, because, because he's God. Uh, C.S. Lewis says, uh, this is in Mere Christianity, I'm trying here to prevent anyone from saying that really foolish thing that people often say about him. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a good moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing we must not say. A man who is merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would uh, either be a lunatic on the level with a man who says he's a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the Son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He's not left that open to us. He did not intend to. And so, friends, let us be those who, in fact, fall at his feet and call him Lord and God, because that is who he is. Amen. Amen. And, friends, until we get a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that he would keep you.